I think running is not uh, what I like to do, but it's a tool for me to go to the mountains. Like uh, it's a tool because it's 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 the way to transport myself to places that I want to visit, and and it's about exploring the 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 outdoors. It's exploring. Uh, and by exploring like the beauty of the nature, it's exploring myself and exploring like what, who are, who am I, and the limits and running long distance. Like when you run a hundred mile race, it's all about that. It's it's normally you are traveling in in places that uh, they are beautiful, but it's also about like traveling inside, traveling to to when you put your body into this um, situation, like it, you are exhausted and like you are sleepy and your legs are hurting on a way it's not that we are machokis but it's more like you want to know who you are and there you find it like you put yourself to the limits and finally you you take away all the masks that we wear every day hi my name is rongan chastji gp television presenter and author of the best-selling books the stress solution and the four pillar plan I believe that all of us have the ability to feel better than we currently do, but getting healthy has become far too complicated. With this podcast, I aim to simplify it. I'm going to be having conversations with some of the most interesting and exciting people both within as well as outside the health space to hopefully inspire you as well as empower you with simple tips that you can put into practice immediately to transform the way that you feel. I believe that when we are healthier, we are happier, because when we feel better, we live more. Hello and welcome to episode 66 of my Feel Better Live More podcast. My name is Rongan Chatterjee and I am your host. When was the last time you were completely alone? Not alone by modern standards, but truly alone, with no mobile phone or outside influences providing information to your brain. Can you think of a time? Well, this week's guest is none other than the most prolific and dominant mountain runner of all time, the global icon Killian Journey. Killian believes that it's only when you take away the storm of information that you can discover what your true priorities are. And for him, the mountains are the tool to do just that. Not only do they allow him to explore the beauty of nature, they allow him to discover himself. He explains that by pushing his body to its limits, All the masks that he wears in everyday life are removed, and he's able to find out who he really is. Killian and I discuss the benefits of solitude, failure, and visualization. You see, Killian has always strived to find challenges outside formal competition, and has come up with his own adventure project dubbed Summits of My Life, establishing the fastest known recorded times to ascend and descend the world's most challenging peaks including the Matterhorn, Kilimanjaro, Mont Blanc, and Mount Everest. And not only did Killian set an amazing time of 26 hours to summit and descend Everest from base camp, he did so without supplemental oxygen or ropes. And amazingly, he repeated the feat a mere six days later. In our chat, I try to find out what exactly makes this incredible human being tick. Killian shares how for him... Immersing himself in a challenging situation can be a form of meditation. And finally, Killian gives some brilliant tips to help us all connect with ourselves and live our best lives. Killian and I recorded this conversation just outside London. We were both invited guests to speak at a special Google event 
while Killian gave a masterclass on running and I gave a masterclass on stress. A few hours before we sat down to chat, I was lucky enough to actually go for a run with Killian and some other guests. And if I'm honest, I struggle to keep up with what can only be described as a warm-up pace for Killian. Killian is someone who very rarely gives long-form interviews. So it was a real honor to have an hour to sit down and go deep in conversation with him. He's kind, he's humble, and he's special. I found this conversation inspiring. I hope you do too. Before we get started, I do need to give a very quick shout out to the sponsors of today's episode, who are essential in order for me to be able to put out weekly podcast episodes like this one. Athletic Greens continue their long-term support of my podcast. Athletic Greens is a whole food supplement. It's one of the most nutrient-dense whole food supplements that I've come across and contains vitamins, minerals, prebiotics, and digestive enzymes. Now, of course, I do prefer that people get all of their nutrition from foods, but I recognize that for some of us, this is not always possible. Over the past few weeks, I have been really busy up against a lot of deadlines and rushing around. And I've got to say, taking Athletic Greens has made a huge difference to my energy levels and my mood. If you are looking to take something each morning as an insurance policy to make sure that you are meeting your nutritional needs, I can highly recommend it. For listeners of this podcast, if you go to athleticgreens.com forward slash live more, you will be able to access a special offer where you get a free travel pack box containing 20 servings of Athletic Greens, which is worth around £70 with your first order. You can check it out at athleticgreens.com forward slash live more. Now, on to today's conversation. So Killian, welcome to the Feel Better Live More podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. So Killian, look, I um, am someone who's spent a lot of time in Chamonix. Um, I did a ski season there in 2005. I, I played music there and I'd been going back for years. And you are, uh, as you know, a bit of a, a, bit of a legend in Chamonix. Um, you're regarded as one of the world's uh, best endurance runners. And um, I'm interested, you know, what's your story? How did you get into running? How is it that you've gone from you know, your childhood to actually getting to this point where you are, you know, a global icon, really? Well, I, I would say I had not the choice when I was a kid. Um, no, seriously, like uh, my my parents, both, they love mountains. They practice like mountaineering sports. And I was born in a, in a mountain hut in the Pyrenees at 2,000 meters altitude. And I think it was mostly that my parents, they teach me how to... Or, how to understand nature, how to understand the, the world we live on. And by that, it was like going outdoors and like exploring and playing and and, and, and like jumping from rocks and, and, and climbing mountains, but it was kind of a game. And, and by that, I I became a lover of, of mountains. And and then it was just like a natural evolution, like to to want to explore more and and I I was a very active kid, so I wanted to, I practiced a lot of sports. I needed to get exhausted to, to be happy. So then it became natural to go to, to running, to competition in the mountains. So you run, for people who don't know uh, what you do, you run some quite extreme ultra races um, where you really put your body under a lot of strain and a lot of stress. Um, you know, why is it you do this form of running? You know, you don't, for example... You don't seem to do, uh, like, you know, I live in the UK, that running is a, is a huge sport. 
Um, it's getting more and more popular. A lot of people like to do road races or half marathons or marathons, but I've never come across you doing what we would call a conventional urban race. Most of yours that I that I see seems to be out in nature or out in mountains. Yeah, like that's what I love. It's actually I I think running is not uh, what I like to do, but it's a tool for me to go to the mountains. Like uh, it's a tool because it's 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 the way to transport myself to places that I want to visit and. And it's about exploring the 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 outdoors. Is exploring, uh, and by exploring like the beauty of the nature, it's exploring myself and exploring like what who are who am I, and the limits and running long distance. Like when you run a hundred mile race, it's all about that. It's it's normally you are traveling in in places that uh, they are beautiful, but it's also about like traveling inside, traveling to to when you put your body into this. Um, situation like it you are exhausted and like you are sleepy and your legs are hurting on a way it's not that we are machokis but it's more like you want to know who you are and there you find it like you put yourself to the limits and finally you you take away all the masks that we wear every day it's interesting you say that killian i've heard that on this podcast on many occasions i um, I, I spoke to Rich Roll about his running. I spoke to um, uh, many people who run. And often they say that it helps them with their mental health. It helps them process life. It helps them find out who they are. And, and I guess I wonder sometimes as a doctor who sees you know lots of patients coming in to see me each day, I wonder sometimes has life become too sterile for, for many people? Is it too you know monotonous and boring from day to day? Are we... Do we need that sense of adventure to 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 really learn who we are? I guess. Yeah, probably. Like we we live like, uh, and us like living in in the in the first world. Like we we don't worry about surviving. Like uh, uh, in other countries, in many places in the world, it's it's not the same. But we like our problems are are not about uh, I will make it, but it is more like about. Uh, I'm stressed. I'm 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 mentally healthy. I I eat well. It's 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 problems that a big part of the world like cannot afford to worry about. And and then like I think it's on a way we get so much like uh, inputs every day, like informations. They are like we are like getting that all the time, all the time, all the time, so many things. And we cannot process all that. Like we have not like the capacity of like processing all the the things that we get every day from everywhere, from the news, from the social media, from the work, from everywhere. And I think running or these activities where you need to be alone and you need to, to be with yourself, you need to hear your breathe, you need to, to feel your muscles, you need to, to listen to your body. And then it's like the, the moment to to get away of that and to just listen to it's it's a kind of meditation I would say yeah. and then by that like you get to say okay what's important it's I always say like when you climb when you are up in the mountains you find the problems of the world so easy to resolve yeah. because it 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 feels much more simple when when uh, yeah when you take away all this. Uh, uh, yeah, storm of information and, and, and that running, running long distance, it's it's to be with yourself and to find what are your real priorities. Yeah, it is incredible. I, 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 I'm thinking about 
So many of us, we've got so many anxieties and thoughts and, and worries in our life and we stay with them. We're always thinking about them and we never, we never can escape. But that distance you must get from, I don't mean the running distance, the distance just being up in the mountains away from real life in the valley or, you know, or wherever, you know, in the city. Um, I mean, if someone said to you, you had to, you know, from next year, you're going to have to be in an office from nine till five every day. I, I can tell from your face, <laughs> what, what, what would that do to you? Well, like, that, that's the thing, like, the, this kind of hypothetical questions, like, <laughs> it's why, like, why I need to be in an office, like, why, like, what's the, like, I think it's m most part of the times we 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 are carried to the things and to the things in a way like it's like um, it's not that we don't have the opportunity to live to live outdoors. It's just like I want to live outdoors and I know I need to do these things and I know like I cannot live in a city. Like I can spend a few hours. That's okay. I can spend a day. That's 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 possible but i i need this connection to 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 nature i this need this connection to mountains and and i need solitude like i uh i know that if i want to be happy i need to spend time alone and, and just not see anybody and um that's why i it would be impossible for me to live in a in a city uh yeah you you it's amazing you it's uncanny how much you remind me of, of one of my friends who, who actually lives in Chamonix, who obviously we were running this morning, weren't we? And I was telling you a little bit about him. And, um, you know, he, you know, he's a really good friend of mine. I played music with him for years and he, um, you know, he, he loves to compete. He, he does ski mountaineering. He lives in Chamonix. He's up in the mountains all the time. And I, I try and get him to come and visit. And he does come, but he can't come for more than a couple of days. He's like, I, I need to get back to the mountains. And he also seems to be someone who, like solitudes, um, and and I wonder if that is if there's something about that. So, do you think you sometimes do you go to the mountains maybe to escape in some ways? I think sometimes, like or yeah, sometimes it's escaping for sure. And other times, it, it's 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 uh, it's a strange feeling because sometimes, like you go to the mountains because you want to be like you want to feel part of, like. We are a uh, an animal, like we are a uh, uh -huh. mammal, and like we are not different that uh, that much. Like physiologically, we are not much different than a monkey or a pig or 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 a cow. And so we we think about us like humans and like city society versus nature, and that's not correct. We are part of it. And and when we go to mountains, I think, or when we go to probably the the ones that like like deserts or, or seas the same but when we go to these open spaces it's about feeling that we are part of it that feeling that we are just uh, another animal in the world and it's funny because you go to find that and you find that through yeah through solitude and through being alone in a space that you feel insecure in a way because we are not used and you want to rest there, but you you want to you you feel that you want to go back to safety and safety. You find uh, home where you, you it's humans, and then when you are with humans, you want to go back to there. So it's kind of this fight between being an animal and being a social uh, um, yeah social human. And I think it's it's this escaping from 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 who we are 
in these two different two different ways. Yeah, it, it feels a bit like a yin and yang sort of process. We need a bit of both, and it's when we've got too much of one, we crave the other one. And um, and, and I wonder how many how many people living in cities would benefit from you know having more access to nature and, and escaping a little bit from you know the chains of modern life that's you know i remember <laughs> i remember seeing your facial expression when i said <laughs> you know what happens if you have to go into an office nine to five each day it's it totally changes because it must be <laughs> compared to what you i mean what is a typical day for you what what does that look like well, like uh, normally wake up um, normal like six thirty seven, go out for a for a run in the morning. It can be uh, from two to five six hours uh, up in the mountains, then come back home, eat a bit of reading, resting, maybe some work like mails and things like that, and then like I go back again for a for another run, uh, easy one hour, and then uh, yeah, uh, it, it's kind of I think like. If you want to perform as an athlete, you need to keep life simple as much as possible. Then, like, of course, the best would be like just to eat, sleep, train. But then, yeah, uh, things you need to do come by, so you need to 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 do some like conference or like mails or like uh, uh, traveling and things, and you need to put that on on this like perfect vision of a simple life. But was that a struggle? So you you started off as a kid, you were running, you were raised in mountains. You, um, you know, performing very well, doing all these things. You're getting this sort of a lot of attention when you're winning these races and you're you're pushing the sport to new limits. So, is it hard then to keep focused on the sport when suddenly you get all this attention? And I mean, what happens then? Is is, is there a clash at that point? Yeah, it's it's a it's a clash and it's it's a mental clash mostly. And for me, like I, I think like as a teenager, I was at that time attention was something that like as a teenager like you want attention yeah. and, and, and competing like racing it's a, it's a way to get attention uh of course if you want races like it's like you get more attention but on another way like uh i'm very like an introvert person i i get not stressed but i if i'm the focus of attention or if i'm uh with people i speak like I spend a lot of energy, so that has been a struggling. I have been, yeah, having for years, and now I kind of like the last years, I I kind of find a good balance between between uh, accepting being in the focus, accepting being there, and and uh, and being good with that. But um, yeah, I think it's um, yeah, it's something I I. I wasn't really looking for and, and I realized it was something I like you it's always nice when people like like what you do but on another way like uh it was like a weight that I didn't want to carry. Yeah, it seemed from what I can tell from what, researching you and and what's out there online you seem to have uh stripped away all the kind of unnecessary noise in your life as much as possible so you can focus on the things that bring you joy and, and actually the thing that you love. Yeah, no, it's, uh, we, we, yeah, that, and that's so hard today. Like, uh, we have so much pressure from everywhere, like, uh, uh, social media, like it's, it's so cool. Like I think social media is amazing in the way that you get like so much information that before you could not get because they were too geek and, and nobody wanted to, to share, but now you can get that and you get, can get so much inspiration and that's that's amazing but on the other hand like 
everybody's telling what you should do and at the end like uh you seeing that what people want you to do is what you want to do and uh and you can lose your way on what you want to do for real and it's it's the same as like you are winning races and 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 in a moment like it feels easier to to win races and and it's uh you are it's nice like you win uh people like you um it's uh it's it's good and like uh but uh is really that what i wanted to do like to be carried on this like a uh, being more like a uh, famous in a way and like a uh, being like a uh, Uh, getting sponsors to to winning races and that, or or I wanted to go more to the mountains and and do things, even if I knew that I needed to sacrifice part of that. And at then it's like I think we have one life, we have one life, and at the end of the day it's like what I have been doing, what I wanted to do, or I have things that I was not doing because I was too much carried away. And yeah. and know. I think I think maybe you know us us you know people who we're not top performing athletes we can learn a lot from that it's about that's what life is is it's about trying to find who you are and what makes you happy and you know there'll be lots of forces in life that try and pull you away from that whether you're you know Kylian Jornet or whether you're you know Joe Public yeah, yeah. And, and we all have to really on some level I think to really lead a, a happy and fulfilled life, we need to find out what it is that makes us happy, not what makes other people happy. Yeah, exactly. It's and and that's there's nobody that will tell you that that's only you that can you can figure it can out. Figure out and 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 you need time for that, and you need to cut you away from from influences. But we are so afraid. I think as as society, we are so afraid about being alone. Like we are like need to be in conversation all the time we are afraid about uh about uh, getting lost and and, and about uh, but yeah like it's not from simple situations that we will achieve things i think uh, and 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 decisions that uh, that will close doors will open other doors but yeah. we need to accept that some doors need to be closed and we need to accept that we can get lost and we can get uh, hurt to to finally achieve something and that's that's something that is not like we valorize achievement uh and but we don't valorize like um uh failure and i think like failure it's it's the biggest thing for learning like when you fail it's it's when you learn yeah and uh and and uh, it's a nobody, good thing yeah it's a good thing and and we are not like we are promoting like you you are a winner you do things good You are, yeah, and, and not like you try what probably you will fail, yeah. It's funny you mentioned social media. I agree, it can be a real force for good and there's so much great stuff on there. And guys, if you haven't um, seen Killian's Instagram page, you really must, it's just beautiful, beautiful pictures of incredible scenery where you you, you have the pleasure of going to run. Um, but I think this whole technology thing, we, we, which today obviously we've been seeing a lot of lectures on this together, um, I think this also lends itself to people being afraid of being by themselves because any spare moment they have, um, the phone comes out. There's that people aren't really alone with their thoughts much anymore because you don't have to be. You can fill your space with this, with this, yeah, whenever you want. But I guess you don't when you go out running and you're really pushing your body. You are alone, right? 
Yeah, and yeah, and scared. Ah, uh, no, it's like I think it it, it scares uh, a lot of people, and and it's changing. Like now, it's and it's a bit like uh, yeah, like it's some. I I see more and more people like that is going to expeditions with the technology today. Like they can have the phone, they can have internet in the base camps, they can have internet up in the mountains, they can be tweeting from or, or Instagramming <laughs> from the run, and on a way, it's like. Aren't we going to run out of expeditions to to get away from that? And it's that like it's yeah, we need to to embrace that because like oh, that's quality time. Like when we want to spend quality time with someone, we we want to be with this person. We want to be with our girlfriend, with our mm, kids. We don't want to to have uh, the phone there. When we make sex, we don't want to have uh, to be looking to Instagram. Yeah. We want to spend time with this person, and I think we need to spend time with ourselves too. And yeah. and that's to to be to be bored and to to accept this like uh, being bored and like to uh, to face yourself. Like yeah. I think we are afraid uh, afraid many times to face ourselves, and and then we need to find the spaces. Yeah. That mountains are mirrors, like yeah. are big, big mirrors, and to be there and say, okay, now I don't have the phone, I don't have anybody to talk with. Okay, let's. What are you made of? Yeah, yeah, it is incredible, isn't it? Um, this, you know, I, I think about technology a lot because, and it helps a lot. It, it helps, helps a lot, lot of exactly. things. It's, it's great, but we need to find. Yeah, it's it's not. Yeah, it's like balance. I don't know. It's it's not good. It's it's how we use it. It's how much we use it. It's yeah. like alcohol. You know, if you drink two bottles of wine every night for your life, it's probably going to have a damaging effect. Yeah. But if you have a glass now and again, maybe you know the impact is different, yeah. right? So it's how we use it. Um, I I absolutely. Um, well, I didn't do this with you this morning, but generally speaking, when I run. Uh, particularly with my son on a Saturday morning, no phones, no fitness trackers, nothing, because I just want to enjoy the experience. And I also don't want to teach him from a young age that it's all about being able to take a photo for Instagram or, you know, I'm so conscious of not conditioning him uh, in, in what I think is a very scary world now for, for technology and this sort of overuse of it. So um, it, it's, to, let's talk about Everest. You have, mm. um, you've run up, to the top yeah well I, I i run the lower part and then i walk very 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 slow to the top yeah so okay so you <laughs> yeah. did that and then you came down again but you didn't just you weren't satisfied with just doing it once were you you did it twice in one week yeah that was it was not in the plan but um so that what, was what, it wasn't in the plan but you so what happened i'd love to know what goes on in your mind there yeah well like i i did the first ascent like the the goal of uh, for me or what i had in mind it was like to 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 see if for me it was possible to climb alone from the last village to the summit, uh, to see if I was, I think to climb a mountain, it's, it's different to reach a mountain than to climb it. Like to reach a mountain is to be in the summit. You can go there by helicopter or you can go there like a, okay. with a oxygen or whatever. Like, But to reach it, like for me, is like to be able to see if, me with my physical capacities, technical capacities, mental capacities, I'm able to do alone from the bottom to the top without any help. And that was the goal. Uh, was I that just on, on foot or did you need skis? or No, no? it was, yeah, uh, by foot. And then I need crampons and Isaacs. But um, yeah, and then the story was like, I climbed the summit, I went down. And then um, 
we had like one week uh, left until flying back home. And I I don't really like to lose time on a way. So it was like, okay, what we do? Mm, well, uh, it could be. And then I started thinking it could be interesting to see how it is the body to go up there again. So to spend so many hours over a thousand meters in a short period. And like, I, I love research. I love uh, science. And, and it was like, it could be so cool to see how the body reacts on on just if it's possible to, to go up again in a push and, and how it will be. So that was kind of the motivation so for you. So you were just curious and you thought, yeah. hey, I've got a bit of time. Let's, let's, let's just, do it, yeah. Let's go to Everest again. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, not how I think, but it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's fantastic. It's, um, it's really great to get that insight into your mind as to what's going on. And um, it, you, do you know what comes across to me, Killing, is that it seems as though you're this kid who grew up in the mountains and you just love the mountains. You love running. And it seems as though your life and your job and your career is just a progression of you following your passion. That's how it seems to me. Rather than doing it for glory or doing it for the acclaim or doing it for money, it seems to me as though in some way you're just still that little kid who loves to be in the mountains. Yeah, like uh, I think I'm, I'm very lucky that... I convert my passion as my work, and uh, and I think at the end, it's what it makes me like. I never think about I need to train, I need to to do this thing, because it's like it's what I like to do. I I don't need to. I want to do it, and and I think that's uh, that makes things much easier. Like it's passion. Like if you are yeah. passionate about something, it it's effortless like it's you don't want to it's not that you will spend time there is that you the time will fly and and yeah like being in the mountains and then uh yeah of course like uh you need to to earn money to live and to to eat and and, and, sure. and these things but but it's yeah it's more about yeah just doing what you do and and yeah you say when you're running it helps you um find out who you are and you, you know, a bit like a meditation in some ways. Mm -hmm. So what happens you, you know, as a lot, of, a lot of my audience in this podcast probably don't run or they want to get healthier. They want mm -hmm. to be hopefully inspired by this to start mm -hmm. running, I hope, um, or, or whatever they, they're passionate about more importantly. Mm -hmm. But so what's going on? You, you are, you know, um, you're going up, you're trying to see if you can get up to Everest by yourself. And you know, are you processing your emotions at that point or are you scared? Are you so present with what you're doing and the possible dangers? I mean, or does it vary depending on what's going on? I mean, what goes on there? Yeah, it's, it's, it can be very a lot of things. And like um, when I go, for example, training home, it's more like I can really enjoy it, the landscape and the light and, and everything around. Or some days in when I was in Everest, I was training up and it was some moments like uh, I was in the summer in 2016 and I was alone in the mountain. It was like, wow, I'm at 8,000 meters. I'm the only person like in the wow. mountain. That's beautiful like to be there and just like embrace that moment. You don't want to terminate. And it's like, it's some feelings that they are like, uh, they are huge, like you cannot describe it. It's just like you feel so, so, so small. And that, that's, I think, it's it's one of the greatest feelings ever is that to, like, you can say, okay, yeah, like imagine, like, uh, you are world champion, you you won this big race and you think you are someone important. 
then you go up there and you realize like you are a small dot in uh, like you are a snowflake yeah. and 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 then i think that's uh, it it gives you so much freedom of like taking away like yeah you you can be whatever like you you are what it means to be like world champion uh it, it means that that year precisely you were the fastest person in this competition uh yeah. it's it's nothing in the history it's 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 nothing so and that means that you are free to do whatever you want and we feel yeah you feel this freedom when you feel small and uh, coming back to 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 meditation and technique in in big mountains i think climbing a, a big summit like that when you are in a technical situation when you are in a in a in a, um, in a moment that you need to really focus on what you are doing because because the consequence of doing wrong they are fatal uh if you if you take a bad decision if you do mistake you you die it's a moment that you are really into the movement you are really into the the step and you you forgot about everything you you for, you, you don't future don't exist and and past don't exist you are just in the in the, in, present. In the present and that's meditation i think it's just like for during the time of the activity is not any emotion is not any not not fear is not um not euphoria is not past is not future and it's just present and in your brain is is kind of is nothing so you can be for hours with white in your brain and 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 just focusing in the in the in the exam movement that's yeah that's that's meditation i would say yeah just fully present in that moment something yeah. we're we're all striving to do but struggle to switch off and i guess in some ways that's an enforced switch off because the consequences are so severe you can't think of anything else you 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 you're in that moment yeah you you cannot be focusing on other things and and it's yeah and and you cannot use the emotions like because of course if you are afraid you will panic or you will uh, uh try to 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 save yourself and then you would probably take decisions based on 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 that and not on what is reasonable but the same like if you have euphoria if you are super happy you will probably have these endorphins and you will not look to the possible dangers the same way so it's like it's fun in a way that I go to the mountains because I I'm happy I find emotions there and when I go to climb these things the 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 key to succeed and the key to to be back alive is to to take away emotions yeah so it it is incredible I'm just thinking you face the prospects of death. I'm guessing, well, I, I, hey, I, not to the, anywhere near the same level as you have, but I've spent a lot of time in Chamonix in the mountains and I've got myself into some quite scary situations before, particularly when I was quite inexperienced <laughs> and um, I've been really, really scared. And it, you certainly do. It does focus your attention in a big, big way. But I guess my question is, you face the prospect. You're, you're, you're often, I guess, looking at death in the face in some ways. You, you, you know a one wrong step and you could die. In some ways, does that make you feel more alive? Yeah, that, that's for sure one of the reasons that people, we do like some kind of activities is because like you feel the life there like you feel the life in your fingers you feel the life in your like because you have this decision you have and i think it's because it's very visual like when you are climbing a mountain you can say okay if i have the power of my life 
in the hand because if if I take off the hand, I, I fall and, and and I'm dead. But we don't realize that that's that's also here, like uh, in in London. Like uh, maybe like when you go to climb a mountain, it's very visual because if you fall, you die. But probably the possibility of that happen it's low because the preparation it has been very high and and I don't know any like alpinists that want to to kill himself but huh. it's mostly about like you prepare to to do things that you are in control but for example when you are in a city and you are breathing every day like air that it's uh, polluted like it's pollution and or, or you are eating uh, you, you, what you are eating every day uh, maybe it's more risky than to climb a, a, a big mountain because, like, of course, like the consequence is less visual. Like, if you fall a mountain, you 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 die straight, and if you you eat in a high pol- like in pollution, or if you if you eat some things, like probably you will have a big risk to 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 have this kind of a um, sickness or diseases. And it's it's take more time, but maybe the probability it's higher than yeah. than climbing. So it's I think when you do these activities, you also realize like risk is everywhere. It's just like which ones we want to accept and which ones we don't want, and and, and to build the lifestyle around that. You've become a father very recently. Um, yeah. How long have you been a dad for now? Uh, it has been two months. Two so, months only. Yeah. Wow, you're looking very fresh. How's yeah, boy, girl. <laughs> it's it's a little girl, and yeah, she sleeps a lot, so we are very grateful for that. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, have you? Obviously, you're still training, I'm guessing, but I'm interested. Has and I guess your daughter's only eight, you know, two months old. So um, maybe you've not had time to think about this yet. But do you think having a child? will change your attitude to risk when you're up in the mountains? Uh, I don't know. Uh, because it's hard to predict emotions. Yeah. And and it's, yeah, I I have friends that they have changed. I have friends that they continue to do the same. And at the end, like I said, like when I do activities in the mountains that they have a risk, I normally don't want to to put myself to my risk, I want to do things that I feel control and like I, I'm someone that I'm very afraid in general. Like I don't uh, and it, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, like when I do something, I I prepare and I know that it's on my capacities and uh, that I has tried. I, I have tried to calculate all the 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 objective things that can happen. And then I know, okay, it's it's this subjective risk, like things that I cannot control. And it's this amount. And then it's where the decision of like, I want to to do it or not, but I try to control everything. And it's it's not about like, it looks fun, I go there. No, it's it's a lot of uh, study behind everything and, 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 and knowledge about yourself. And and of course, like it's, it's risk-taking, but it's yeah, it's calculated and yeah. I, yeah, it's it's such an interesting insight because you're right, you're you're at that elite level, so you're preparing as an elite athlete. You're you you know you you're limiting and probably removing as much risk as you possibly can. And I guess it's probably in some ways no different from what you know. I don't know. <laughs> if, everyone, if I'm crossing yeah. a street in a busy road in London, um, 
you know, there's a risk there, you know, there's a, isn't there? It's kind yeah, of, it, it, it is it's, there. Yeah. It's, it's a great point, actually. But we, the, the public will naturally perceive your risk to be higher because you're up on a mountain and you're thinking, hey, if this goes wrong, but maybe the actual risk isn't that much different. No, and, and it's because like when you see someone doing something, you see him, but you don't feel what he feels. And like uh, you picturize yourself there. And of course, like if, if I picturize myself, like, I don't know, like surfing, I would say I'm going to die because <laughs> I, I don't know how to 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 swim in, in, in these uh, these big waves. And if something happens, uh, if I fall or if I uh, I crash into the rocks and it's because I don't know how to surf. And, and probably someone like uh, from London will picturize uh, him or herself running a ridge and would say, I my feet will not be in the good place or I will not see this coming and and for me it's the same like when I go in a city like I I don't know like if I need to look to the right or to the left uh, or like the the red lights like uh, I don't have red lights in my village it's a small village like you yeah. you cross the street uh, and and like all these things and and it just to because we picture ourselves in the in the skin of that person what we don't yeah. see what he feels uh, it's maybe like he's super safe there because uh, yeah it's used to and it's in their like yeah, skills. Yeah, it's what's your comfort zone, right? What's your yeah. usual comfort zone, and then when you, where, where are you going to push outside it? It's, yeah, it's oh, man, it's, it's so fascinating hearing your insight. It really is. Focus. Do you do anything to prepare and really focus before a big event, a big race, or something dangerous? In the sense, this is something that we can learn. Um, you know how we can help improve sort of focus in our own lives. Yeah, I think uh, visualization, for example, is something uh, important to visualize what are you going to do, to visualize like all the aspects, like from small details, like, uh, and it can be like the big picture, like, for example, if I have a race, like to look how many kilometers and how many elevation or where is the, the stations or uh, all these things, the gear I will use and when I will eat uh, and drink. So to, to, to don't go to do what you are going to do like without knowing what's going on but also like sometimes it's multi-time like you can visualize for example uh finishing the race like the emotion you will feel or like uh, the, the the fear or like what if something goes wrong what you will feel what you will uh leave and i think it's visualization it's uh, it's important uh to it's kind of like you get prepared for what's going on. You 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 have already been there, and and if you get better on that, like practicing more and more, you has been already there then. And it's it yeah, n- fewer things that you for surprise. The neuro uh, the neuroscience backs that up. But the, the the neuroscience says that you know. If you really actively visualize being there in that moment, sometimes your brain can't tell the difference. And actually, it yeah. is like you have already been there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But then, uh, yeah, it's always different. Like, of the course thing it's is like, different. Uh, but you it's... need to be prepared for, because like, I think it's important to visualize, uh, but it's important to to know that things uh, yeah it's it's always things that happens that you have not provision and you need to be e- uh, at ease with that that you need to be relaxed with um 
with change and, and, and prepare for changing all the time. And, and I think it's, uh, it's about adaptation and, and, and getting adapted. And, and for that, like, I think like, uh, I'm not a big, like meditation person, like traditional meditation or like, uh, I know like some people can find through yoga or through, through meditation or through different things. But I think, um, getting uh how to say that um yeah like for example before i was uh before a big race i was so nervous like i i i, I could not control my anxiety there like it was like i could not breathe it was like uh until the moment of the start and it was all this because you see the goal before and, and, and it feels too big. It feels so so important. It feels that you are, you don't know if you are ready, if you can make it, if what, yeah, it's, it feels bigger for you. And then like, um, I think after some experiences in the mountains, um, you, you realize, and I has come there by, by, by more like a logical uh, thinking is like, what's the worst it can happen that I lose the race well that's not that bad no but yeah. but before like losing a race it looked like such a big thing yeah or like and, and I think so many times like we are so close to 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 this problem that we don't take the perspective on looking like you cannot see like if you are in the foot of a difficult mountain uh, uh, you look up and, and and you don't see the mountain. You you see it's it's too difficult. It's, yeah. it's you don't see the the whole picture. You need to 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 go back, go away, and then you you can see where it's easy to go and and that can come through through many techniques. And I find like yeah yeah my technique was to try to rationalize and 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 then it was things like experience like when when you have close calls uh some accidents things that then you realize okay yeah what's important and what's not important and then yeah you realize that yeah that mountain maybe it wasn't that big i guess we can all you know you you were talking literally around mountains but we can almost talk about it metaphorically you know yeah like a a, a job interview a, a conference like yeah. a, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, a job you need to do, it's every, everywhere, like I think, yeah. Have you ever been injured for a length of time where you couldn't run? Uh, I had one big injury when I was um, 17 years old and I had one big injury last year. So it has been like, a, and the project was very different. Uh, when I was 17 years old, like I was kind of like really like, picking up like progressing a lot and I was I remember I did a race uh, a vertical race and I I beat who was at the time the world champion and I was just a junior and it was like oh wow I'm on my peak and then two days after I was uh, coming back from school and I jumped from one street to the other <laughs> coming home and I fell in my knee and I break my uh, my uh, kneecap so not on the mountain, just... No, it's just no. in the streets. <laughs> there you go. What were you saying about risk before as yeah, well? Exactly. There. Um, and that was like, it was depressing. Like, it was like for me, what I'm going to do, a doctor say, I, I will walk and whatever, but probably not compete at high level. And all my 
life was there. Right? Like for me, it was like everything. What I what I'm so gonna do, and, and it was kind of depression. But uh, I uh, I turned that pretty fast on say, okay, um, I don't know how it will be, but I know that. I will use this time to to try to improve on other things. So I I read a lot at that moment. I was reading a lot of physiology, a lot of biomechanics, a lot of psychology, and and that was helping me a lot. Like the athlete I was after, I I have a leg that it's it's working much less better than the other. So like uh, uh, I I don't have the same strength, but uh, the athlete I was after, I was much more. I was racing better because uh, mentally I was better prepared. I was uh, probably smarter on the way of training. And so it was an opportunity. And I, I'm very grateful from this injury because it was an opportunity to 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 learn other things that if not, I was too much into into that. It's a, it's a bit like what you were saying about failure. That, that An injury is not failure, but you, you were saying at the start that failure should be embraced because we can learn from it. And I guess not quite the same thing, but a similar yeah. principle. You were injured, you, you felt low, couldn't race but then you you had to think well what else can you do what can you learn from that experience and and I guess that was when you were 17 but you also said you had an injury last year so did the learnings from when you were 17 and injured did they help you last year when you were injured yeah and and mostly because now I know that if you like an injury it's it's part of the part of the game (laughs) and it's not that you will like when I was 17 it was like okay my career it's it's finished and now it was like okay, I'm like six months off. That's all, and and I knew that uh, that it will be fine. And and it was like okay, it's it's not fun because I like to to run outside. But then, okay, yeah, I, I will take this time and I will finish the book I was writing and I will uh, uh, study more. I will do other things that I normally don't have the time and and just know that it will take a bit of time to get back to to the shape but it will come back and it's not that big deal i think the lesson for us can be um you know that that life goes through ups and downs and it's it's almost as if it's almost i guess i'm saying this because it's something i'm trying to do more of in my own life is just letting go and just accepting what happens and when it comes it comes and when it's not there it's not there but just know that there's an up and down and a flow to life I, i i wonder how much of this comes with age and experience um, it's a lot harder, I think, to think this way when we're sort of young and we want to take on the world, right? Yeah, and that's yeah, that's so interesting, and 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 it's, in a way, it's so cool when you are young because you are so hungry, and like you fight so much, and like it's like the emotions are so big, like it's like you do something good and it's like bam, an explosion of euphoria, like it's 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 so intense, and when you get older like the emotions are not that sharp uh but uh, you you get much more the small things and and these things are like the fulfillment it's 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 bigger i would say and it's uh, you see it's you see the world and you see the activity in a, in a completely different phase and, and 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 i think that's that's interesting and and it's yeah it's i think they are all great it's it's just like you need to to accept that yeah, some things that you get had when you are young, they will never, yeah, not be here again. But some, but it's not because the frustration of that that you would, yeah, not see the things that uh, you didn't see when you were young and that uh, you are able to take now. Do you think you get more joy from 
I'm, I'm not sure how you're going to answer this, actually, judging from, from what you've said so far. Do you get more joy from winning a race or from something like going up Everest twice in, in one week, which I don't think has been done before? So you're, you're, not, you're not really competing against hmm. someone. You're, you're almost uh, competing against yourself, really, pushing your own body to your own limits. I don't know. What, what, is, it, what, what is it that drives you more or what, what makes you happier more? Well, like... Uh, now it's uh, for sure the latest and of course when I was young like I wanted to win the race I wanted <laughs> to be world champion I wanted to win like Ultra Trail of Mont Blanc uh, Sierra Zinal wherever you won it three times right? yeah and but it, was, but it was like I like I feel like I was feeling I needed to win the race and I was so hungry on doing it and 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 uh, and now like uh like it's uh it's always cool like to win a race but it's it's just like kind of part of like it's good because like uh i would say like before it was about like beating the others yeah being first and then it changed about like now it's uh it's about uh pushing myself to 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 my limits and pushing myself to to where i want to be and then it's like using the competition, using like uh, the, the excitement of the race, using the, the, the other runners to help me to push there. And at the end, like uh, before, if, uh, if I was second, I don't know, in a big championship, I could be, I could be like uh, angry or whatever. And now like it's the result, it doesn't matter at all. Like uh, I can win uh, or, or, or be second or be yeah. the last one. But at the end, like if I have pushed myself, if I have used the competition to, to, to drive me there, like physically or mentally, that's the goal. And then it's when the, the project, like uh, doing some things in the mountains, uh, doing some things uh, like Everest or like uh, long crossings get interesting because it's like to push my body and to push there without the need of, of the competition. So how to learn to push myself this much without this tool that is, that is a race. Can you explain to people listening what the Ultra Trail du Mont Blanc is? Because many of them probably don't know exactly what that race entails. Yeah, well, that's a 100-mile race. So actually, uh, Mont Blanc is the highest summit in, in the Alps. And it, the concept is pretty simple. Like, you, you run around the mountain, and that's like uh, 1,100 uh, miles, and, and it's like... Uh, 10,000 uh, uh, meters of elevation. So it's like you run up and down different passes to, to get around the mountain. And it, how long does it typically take? Well, like... Uh, well, for you. I'm, for, I'm for, not saying yeah. that's typical, but <laughs> yeah, no, how for, does it take you? Yeah, no, for us, it takes like around 20 hours, like, uh, yeah, something so like that. So through the night? Yeah, we run through the night and then, yeah, the day. So that's, uh, yeah... Uh, sleeping deprivation is something that is interesting, yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, it's interesting that you're saying that it used to be about being first, uh, but now it's about, in many ways, pushing yourself to your own limits to see what you can achieve. And I, I want to just talk to you about road racing for a minute, because um, like maybe a month, month and a half ago, um, was the London Marathon. And um, Kipchoge was running, and he won the race. And... Um, I was watching it with my son because he's really quite into running and we were watching it. And I was trying to explain to him that even the people coming second or third were absolutely running amazing times. And some of them were on personal best. It just so happens that 
they're running against maybe he, one of the, this human like Kipchoge, yeah. it's like he's in his own league yeah exactly yeah. so you, you so in many ways it's like it's not necessarily i'm trying to see it's not necessarily about being first it's about trying to be the best that you can be because those guys were running their best race and they should be happy that they've got a let's say a personal best that's like there's not much more they could do so that is quite fascinating that hearing hearing your sort of perspective but also do you you know you do a different form of racing do you watch someone like Kipchoge and watch his times and do you do you get excited at thinking hey you know he wants to try and break two hours I mean what does that do to you when you don't run that kind of race like I love it like I follow uh uh I I love to follow sports and especially like endurance sports and uh I has been like I was looking uh, uh London Marathon live. Yeah. I I was actually in my treadmill like Were you? Uh, training and looking to that <laughs> and it was so and, and Berlin Marathon and like all the like the soup too they did in, in Monza and, and, and uh, so I think it's like it's so interesting like uh, to see how they train and like how they uh yeah everything. I I, I think it's it's so interesting to read and to and to and to watch other sports and to see to to take knowledge from there and and i think like keep showing he's 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 just so amazing like uh he's yeah i mean you say he's superhuman a lot of people would regard you to be superhuman um i know you're probably too modest to think that about yourself but, but there is that perception that you can push your body to uh, extremes and uh, maybe tolerate a lot of pain to get where you need to get to so you know, I guess, do you ever think, oh, I wonder what my time would be if I did the London Marathon? You know, I'm a fast trail runner. I don't know. Does that go through your mind? Well, yes. Sometimes, uh, like, the thought of, like, uh, what it would be, like, uh, to, to run, uh, like, a, a flat race, a marathon. But then, like, if I would like to do that, I would like to train for that. And for that, it means, like, I need to spend, like, at least half a year on, like, training flat. And... Uh, sure, like, it would not be like uh, the times of uh, of uh, of these guys that has been running like flat for uh, decades. But uh, but on the other way, when I visualize myself or like running flat for like six months, it's like no way. Like it's, I, I, it. it's, it's <laughs> yeah, I cannot do it. Like I want to do things in the mountains, and it's it's completely different. But uh, yeah, it's it's just so inspiring to to get yeah, towards them. But hearing you is so inspiring, actually, because. It, there's this just constant drive that you want to do what makes you happy. That yeah, there may be an athletic challenge to do, see how fast you could go on a road race. But I saw it in your face the thought of being six months away from the mountains. I guess you're thinking, what's the point of that? I could, I, could, I don't want to do that with my life. And I I take a lot of inspiration from that to think, wow, it's that single. It, it appears certainly to be like a single-minded drive. To living your best life, the life that you want, that nobody else is going to tell you how to live your life. And I think that's certainly a lesson we can all learn from this. Yeah, try to do that. Huh? Like try to live your life. It's we have one. Like we we cannot like uh yeah. give it to others. I just want to move on to health for a second, if you don't mm. mind. Um I I'm intrigued. You're a you're a high performing athlete and um in my very first book, I spoke about what I consider to be the four core pillars of health, the four things that I think have the most impact on the way that we feel, but that we've also got a high degree of control over. Food, movement, sleep, and relaxation. So I'm intrigued as to how you think you do on those uh, on those four areas. Uh, food, 
food um well i i i'm not like uh uh obsessed about food uh like uh, i know uh uh that's um th- that's uh in sports it's very important to eat well but it sometimes it gets too obsessive too that's a big problematic but like i i think i eat uh i eat good like uh uh we or like emily my uh my wife she have a, a big garden with a lot of uh veggies and like we eat most part of our veggies just from the garden that they wow. are natural like uh, we have potatoes for all the year from the garden uh and so i eat a lot of carbs because i train a lot so it can be potatoes rice bread or or pasta but then it's uh, mostly carbs and veggies um I like sweets too, but like n- not that much. Like I like chocolate, but yeah, then I spend it too. Um, and mostly like I, I eat, uh, I eat vegetarian. Um, have you uh, always been vegetarian? I have, uh, uh not always, uh, like my mother, she's vegetarian. So when like we didn't eat much meat kids, uh, so it's not, uh, it was like, it's not that it was, uh, really like, it's not, I don't really enjoy meat, so it's not like I think I want to eat vegetarian because that 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 is it's mostly because I I don't enjoy yeah. meat, and then um, also it's more like a about uh, uh, yeah more about uh, sustainability than than a food choice. Um, but uh, yeah, it has never eaten much meat, and I has feel good on my body, so I think it's my body works well like that. Um, Movement, you get a lot of movement. Yeah, uh, maybe that's a bit too much <laughs> to be healthy. <laughs> I was going to come to that actually. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, movement, we are okay. Uh, sleep, I'm not a big sleeper. I really? sleep uh, no, like yeah, I can sleep seven hours a day normally, but um, I'm good on sleeping when I'm tired. Like if I'm very tired, I can like get a reset and like sleep like eight nine hours, and then I'm fresh. Uh, but I can spend like two days without sleeping, for example, in the mountains, and be good. Uh, and then, but I think, uh, yeah, my body is okay on regulating on, like, when I need to sleep, my body tells me and I'm able to sleep very good. Well, that's good. It sounds like you can sleep yeah. what you think your body needs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no more, no less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and relaxation, which is the whole stress piece at the end, how do you how do you feel you do with that? Are you able to switch off and relax and chill? Um. It goes and comes, like, uh, it's moments, like, I think now I'm in a good period, like, uh, these last years, uh, uh, I can't really, yeah, relax myself more, and it has been moments that I has been much more stressed, um, but... Uh, what do you do when you're stressed? Um, what I do when I stress, um, I go out. You go running? Yeah, I go out, uh, and, and, yeah, and I think these, some kind of it's this kind of activities where you need to focus on the moment we were talking about about before when you you see not future not past you are just concentrating the moment that's kind of my way like when you do something very technical or a bit more risky it's, it's not that i advise people to take risks to to be relaxed like <laughs> no, no, no. close to that no i'm pretty sure but but yeah i think it's it's just to get your mind uh blank but not to get bored. So it's just to do one activity that it it fulfill yourself, uh, but that you are not thinking about anything else. Yeah. It's about 
it's about getting into flow state that that sort of that um that state where you're not doing something so challenging that you could never attain it but it's just a little bit challenging where all your attention is focused on it and, and it's, it's that sweet spot and some some people um my patients often f- have reported back and um that indoor climbing for them yeah. can do that. So they, they struggle to switch off. In fact, I just gave a masterclass here on stress mm-hmm. and somebody asked me a question afterwards and they said, I'm, I've always got so many things to do and I've got a lot of downtime though. And in my downtime, I just worry about what I have to do at work. I can't switch off. And I said, look, you should try something. You need to find an activity that engages you so much that actually you're fully engrossed in it and it, it just forces you to switch off. You're not trying to switch off. You just are switched off. And, and I suggested climbing and she said, yeah, I'm going to try that actually. I, I, I love climbing. And so it's just these little things I think we, we all need to do that, that suit us. Yeah, exactly. Also reading like good book, you get immersed on there and you are lost for hours in the book and you are in another world. Yeah, I think it's to find, yeah, activities or or, or, or things that you, you really go, go away and, and and you enjoy it and you are able to yeah to switch off everything else yeah you mentioned over exercise for health and potentially yeah i mean obviously that's your thing mm-hmm. um but i, I talk about uh, a stress threshold that we've all got our own personal stress threshold mm-hmm. and we can deal with multiple stresses up to a point until we get to our threshold and when we get to our threshold is when we feel stressed um we, we, we get angry with the people around us. We snap. Um, our back or our neck might go because we're so stressed. And I wonder for you, if we look at your stress threshold, it sounds as though you're running and your physical activity pushes you close because you're pushing your body so hard. It's a stress on your body. But I get the impression from you that when you're not running, you almost, as you say, you, you have solitude. You switch off. You read. Almost it's a way of, of balancing out the stress from the exercise is does that ring true with you at all mm. yeah or i think it's i find similarities in both because both are like activities that they are kind of quiet uh it can yeah. be excitement but it's more about uh yeah this um but yeah sure that it's a bit the yin yang like uh, i have the running that is very intense and it's physical and then it's like uh like yeah reading or like just uh yeah, uh, drawing or things like that, that they are very like yeah. soft, uh, to the body is it's and yeah, probably it's it's I need both, but yeah, then we said like, uh, elite sport is not healthy on a point of view, like not only because the injuries, but yeah, for sure, like you push your body so much, like I'm sure, like it's uh, yeah, we need to accept that it's not, yeah, it's probably over, yeah, yeah, maybe not the best thing for longevity potentially, yeah. but. I also think there is something to the stress response and this whole idea that, yeah, you're stressing in one area of your life, but then mm. if you compensate by having low oh, stress yeah. in others, then it kind of keeps it in equilibrium and balance. Um, yeah, sure, in the stress, yeah, probably because it's true that, uh, yeah. And you're in nature. Uh, yeah. Right, nature de-stresses us. Yeah, that, that's for sure. And so yeah. you do all your running, not on a road, in, in traffic and on pavements. Yeah. You're doing it out in the mountains, right? Yeah, and just like... You are out there, you stop, and like, silence. Like, what's the last time you have been hearing? Like, nothing. Silence. And just like, a bit of wind or a bird. And, and, and be there and just like, listen for five minutes. And, and, 
on focusing on silence and that's it's it's relaxing like it it yeah it's it's, it's, it's another it's, it's another yeah. thing that we've eroded out of society downtime silence and every time now where we have silence or an opportunity for silence many of us don't take it we fill it with something else whether it's music or social media or emails or the news or whatever and there is something powerful uh, about that silence for sure well Killian, look I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed our conversation um, to have an hour with you, someone of your caliber to actually, you know, tap your mind and learn. And, and running with you this morning was just a real honor. No. Um, I was struggling to keep up with your with your slow pace. No, uh, not I'm, at all, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> you've been too kind. Um, just to finish off, um, I, I use this podcast. I, I record it because I want to inspire people um, you know, my goal is to inspire every listener to to think that they can be the architects of their own health. And I think you are inspiring thousands, hundreds of thousands around the world with what you're doing. Um, have you got any sort of tips for people who are listening, you know, little things that they can think about doing in their own life, even if they're not living in the mountains like you, that's going to help them get more out of their life? I think, as we said, like find nature, Fine. It can be a park. It can be uh, like uh, go the weekend somewhere where it's 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 this disconnection to who we are, uh, and it can be only for a few minutes. But I think that's important to to find a moment to find the animal we are, and that's uh, mentally it's it's important and uh, to to be there and to 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 listen to to the nature to listen to to the birds to listen to the to the ocean the the, the wind wherever find a few minutes for that uh and then like i i believe like we need to f- be good on our body to be good in our mind too and i think uh, both are very like uh, related so like uh exercise uh it's uh an exercising i mean it's it's about the food it's about the uh, moving uh, it's important so like uh, it can be just uh, mm, small things like not take the elevator but uh, walk the stairs it can be like uh, when you go uh, uh, for a small um, trajet not to take a cab or the subway but to to walk I think uh, it's it's good to move our body because we need as an animal and, and for the hormones too it's important to to be that and I think this it's to get back actually to to be more animals, like to to move, to to be connected to nature, and this it can sound easier when we are like living in in the mountains, but in a city we can find parks, we can find movement, and try to find that. Yeah, for sure. Nature and get moving. Great tips for people, Killian. Um, if people want to keep up with you, if they want to find out um, what you're doing, I've mentioned your Instagram page already. Where can they keep up with what you're doing? I know you do a lot of films. You've got Is there somewhere people can access all the information uh, about you? Yeah, sure. They can go, uh, as you say, like social media, Instagram. Uh, it's Killian Jornet. And also like uh, my website, uh, uh, it's KillianJornet.com. So I think like they can find all the, all the informations there. Fantastic. Well, guys, as always, I'm going to link to all the things that Killian and I spoke about, some of his videos, his websites, his social media in the show notes page for this episode of the podcast. So do check it out. I think you really are going to be inspired. Killian, look, I wish you all the well with everything you're doing, with your next race, with being a father. I look forward to seeing how that develops. 
Thank you for giving up an hour of your time today. I really appreciate it. And uh, I hope to see you again soon. Thank you very much. That concludes this week's episode of the Feel Better, Live More podcast. How did you find the conversation? For me personally, I really enjoyed my sit-down chat with Killian. I found his single-minded drive to live the life that he wants to live truly inspiring. And I think we can all take something from his outlook on life. As always, do try and have a think about something specific you can take away from this episode to apply in your own life immediately. This is why I do these podcasts, to try and give you some weekly inspiration on how you might be able to improve the way that you feel so that you can get more out of life. I hope you enjoyed Killian's tips. It is amazing how many of my guests on the podcast talk about spending more time in nature. In fact, if you want to find out more about the benefits of nature, as well as the science underpinning that recommendation, there is an entire chapter dedicated to this in my most recent book, The Stress Solution, which is available to order all over the world. Please do let Killian and I know what you thought of today's conversation. Both Killian and myself are active on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And genuinely, my guests and I really do love to hear the feedback to our conversations. So please do let us know. And wherever possible, please try and use the hashtag FBLM so that we can easily find your comments. This week, it is well worth checking out the show notes page to this episode, which will be drchatterjee.com forward slash 66466. There is a summary of everything that we discussed. There are all inspiring videos, links to films that Killian has made, and to many different articles about him. So please do check out the show notes page, drchastity.com forward slash 66. Some of the videos are utterly amazing, and his Instagram feed is full of beautiful pictures from exotic locations all over the world. A lot of the themes that were discussed today and in previous episodes are covered in detail in both of my books, The Four Pillar Plan and The Stress Solution. Both are really accessible guides on how you can improve your health, full of practical tips to help you feel better so that you can get more out of life. Both books have over 800 reviews on Amazon now with the average rating being five stars. You can pick up both books in all the usual places as paperbacks, ebooks as well as audiobooks which I am narrating. If you enjoy my weekly shows, one of the best ways you can support them is by leaving a review on whichever platform you listen to podcasts on. You can also help me spread the word by taking a screenshot right now and sharing with your friends and family on your social media channels. Or if you prefer, simply do it the good old-fashioned way and tell your friends and family about the show. I really do appreciate your support. A big thank you to Richard Hughes for editing the podcast, Vid for producing, and to Ali Ferguson and Liam Saunders for the theme tune. That is it for today. I hope you have a fabulous week. Make sure that you have pressed subscribe and I will be back in one week's time with my latest episode. Remember, you are the architect of your own health. Making lifestyle changes is always worth it because when you feel better, you live more. I'll see you next time.